what is painting for? Is painting for creating beauty? For creating a likeness of reality? Or a delightful illusion? Is painting for the painter's expression of emotion or ideas? Or is the purpose of painting to give us new eyes so we can see? What is painting for? Each of these answers has merit, of course, but Vincent van Gogh had another answer in mind. Can you guess it? As he wrote in a letter to a fellow painter, Vincent set out, as he put it, to make painting what the music of Berlioz and Wagner has been before us, a consolatory art for distressed hearts. In other words, for Van Gogh, the purpose of painting is to console, to comfort, to encourage us precisely when we are distressed or brokenhearted, just as certain pieces of music do. They lift our spirits. Understood this way, a painting is a kind of gospel, a visual word, a declaration of good news to the poor, as Jesus puts it in Luke's gospel, a consolatory art for distressed hearts a kind of music, a means of consolation. And in all of Van Gogh's work, this purpose is never more clear than in the case of his famous Sunflowers paintings. And to understand why, we need to follow Vincent and his vision into a boat, of all places, and out onto the open sea. I'm Matthew Meyer Bolton, and this is Strange New World, a show about understanding the Bible for skeptics, believers, and everybody in between. If you go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City, you can stand before a Van Gogh painting entitled La Berceuse, The Lullaby. He painted several versions of this portrait. It's a woman sitting in a chair, patterns of vibrant wallpaper behind her, and on her lap, the end of a length of rope, which trails down and out of view at the bottom of the frame. In those days, it wasn't uncommon for a woman to sit, perhaps in a rocking chair, beside a cradle. The other end of the rope would be tied to the cradle itself. And so as the woman rocked back and forth, or pulled the rope back and forth, the cradle would rock as well, back and forth and back and forth, as the woman sang the child to sleep, La Berceuse, the lullaby. And so, as you stand there in the Met, you can bear this in mind and listen, if you can, for that song. See if you can hear it. See if you can remember a lullaby from your own childhood, or from your experience as a parent or a grandparent, or a lullaby you once heard someone else sing, a parent to a child humming or whispering a song. But Van Gogh wasn't thinking of the Met. He was thinking of the French and Icelandic fishermen who braved the treacherous waters near Iceland. In 1887, the year before he painted La Berceuse, 
a French fishing boat shipwrecked in those harrowing waters, and the catastrophe caused a sensation. Van Gogh likely knew of it. He had also read the novelist Pierre Loti's book, An Iceland Fisherman, in which Loti wrote of how, down below deck, the fisherman would customarily hang a ceramic image of Mary, the mother of Jesus, to keep them company, to watch over them, and receive and relay their prayers. In 1888, Vincent wrote a friend in a fit of inspiration, telling him about his new painting, La Berceuse, the lullaby. If one placed this canvas just as it is in a boat, Vincent wrote, even one of Icelandic fishermen, there would be some who would feel the lullaby in it. The comforting music, yes, but no doubt Vincent also had in mind the rocking of the boat on the open sea, back and forth and back and forth, transformed by the painting into the rocking of a cradle. Then Vincent wrote another letter, this one to his brother Theo, sketching directly onto the page his vision for exactly how this painting, the lullaby, should be arranged and presented. Not just down below deck on a fishing boat, but also flanked on both sides by two other paintings, one on the right and one on the left. Paintings of sunflowers. Sunflowers simply arranged in a vase, set on a table. A triptych, then, three paintings side by side, intended to be seen as a whole. Now, for Vincent, sunflowers symbolize gratitude, and a triptych, of course, is a form typically associated with an altarpiece in the front of a church, a place to pray, a place of gratitude and consolation. On one hand, then, La Berceuse is a kind of Madonna, a portrait of Mary, a sacred image meant to console distressed hearts. And on the other hand, La Berceuse is a painting meant to kindle a cosmic sense of God's love, God's maternal love, keeping watch over us by night, rocking us to sleep, singing us a lullaby. In Luke's Gospel, as Jesus makes his way to Jerusalem, some Pharisees come to warn him of Herod's murderous intentions. O Jerusalem, Jesus says, his voice rising in lamentation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills prophets. We'd expect Jesus to be angry here, or afraid, or both, or at least grimly resigned as he makes his way toward those who are planning to kill him. And he does lament. But then he pivots. His lament is upstaged by words of mercy. He says, How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. He casts himself as a mother hen, wings outstretched, longing to protect her vulnerable chicks to hold them close, even as he laments, even as his enemies array themselves against him, Jesus loves them as a mother loves her children, longing to take them under her wing. In the summer of 1888, over a few days when a cold north wind kept Vincent from working outside, he set up his easel inside in front of a table 
and painted a series of four still lives of sunflowers, those icons of gratitude. Vincent loved the color yellow. He said, yellow stands for the sun. The sunflower pictures are celebrations of yellow, countless shades of yellow, bringing the flowers to radiant, vibrant life, the light of the sun drenching and radiating from the sunflowers. And they don't just reflect the light. In shimmering thanksgiving, they are images of the light, beaming out into the world a generous portion of what they receive from on high. Graced with the gift of sunlight, these flowers become suns. They say thank you by shining. And so, in the triptych Van Gogh envisioned, the sunflowers flanking the woman on either side form a kind of radiant choir of thanksgiving, inviting us to sing along. Vincent once wrote of the Japanese painters he so admired, they live in nature as though they themselves were flowers. That's the invitation here, to behold sunflowers and to become sunflowers. In the center of the triptych, the mother hen sings a lullaby, and the flowers around her sing a song of thanks, one song rising, the other descending, back and forth and back and forth, a consolatory art for distressed hearts. In Vincent's day, he thought of those French and Icelandic fishermen, the ones lost at sea and also the ones who worried that they could be next as the storms rolled in. Vincent painted for them. And in our own day, we might think of those mothers and young children in the train stations of Ukraine, desperately fleeing the Russian invasion while their fathers and husbands stay behind to fight. We might imagine the lullabies those mothers sing to comfort their children and calm their own nerves. And those men back home as the storms of violence roll in. Vincent painted for them, too, a consolatory art for distressed hearts. The triptych is up in front of the fishing boat and also up in front of the train and down in the train station and in the subway tunnels. The heart of Luke's gospel, the central theme of Jesus' mission, is a fierce and tender mercy. Think of it. Though humanity will reject and kill him, Jesus nevertheless pictures us not as jackals, but as vulnerable chicks he longs to gather, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. Like a loving mother bird, Jesus desires to shield and save her children from the powers of death and desecration, the shipwrecks and tanks and missiles, the brutality and loss, the broken bodies and the broken hearts. She longs to spread out her wings to shelter creation, all that God has made, Ukrainian and Russian and French and Icelandic, Kenyan and Cuban and Japanese and all the rest. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills prophets. 
Jesus is on his way to the cross. And we, we will nail him to it, stretching out his arms in the grotesque, heartbreaking shape of fragility and humiliation. But in the end, God has turned and will yet turn that appalling pose into something else, redeeming it into the merciful, maternal, outstretched posture of a mother hen, spreading her wings to gather in her children. So, let's go to the Met, shall we? But when we do, when we enter that room and stand in front of La Berceuse, when we see her there with that rope on her lap, let us see with Vincent's eyes and feel with his heart. So we'll notice that it's not merely a painting on a white wall in New York City, but rather a painting on a wall of dark wooden planks down below deck on a fishing boat out on the Icelandic Sea. And so we'll notice that it's not merely a single painting there, but a triptych, the lullaby flanked by two paintings of sunflowers, impossibly yellow, singing songs of thanksgiving. And so we'll notice, above all, that as we stand in front of La Berceuse, we take up the position of the child in the cradle, Mary's child, we might say, God's beloved, the vulnerable body of Christ. For if we notice that, then everything changes. Then, as she sings that lullaby, the one we remember, and the waves rock the boat back and forth and back and forth, then we'll remember that no violence, no despair, no distress, no storm can separate us from the love and presence of God, mother of us all. Let us take some comfort in that, some consolation, a consolatory art for distressed hearts, because that, in Vincent's eyes, is what painting is for. Gospel According to Vincent is a mini-series by Strange New World, a SALT project production, written and produced by me, Matthew Meyer Bolton, with help from Elizabeth Meyer Bolton. Music is by Blue Dot Sessions. If you like what you hear, spread the word and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really does help people find us. And drop us a line at community at saltproject.org. And if you'd like to go deeper, SALT has a devotional called Vincent van Gogh and the Beauty of Lent, which includes more details, activities, links to the paintings, and more. You can find it in the store at saltproject.org. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.